Hello and welcome to By Its Cover Podcast, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm one of your hosts, Bree. I'm the other host, Kevin. And we are back to watch another movie. Imagine that. Yeah, uh, be a weird this- twist. <laughs> At episode 70, we're like, we're doing... <laughs> We're doing puppet shows now. <laughs> I was gonna say let's let's review a music video. Do do people still do music videos? People still do music videos. Okay. We don't have cables, so it's not we, like we have YouTube where we've watched music videos. You sound like a crusty old person. <laughs> we were like, we only listen to the finest radio broadcasts <laughs> on the AM channels. I don't really search out music videos like I used to. Yeah, because we don't get home in time for TRL anymore. <laughs> Did you ever call into TRL? Babe, I didn't have cable until we were 18 or I was oh. 18. Okay, like, that's fair. The only exposure I had to MTV was like when I stayed over at a friend's house and I was like, why are we doing this? Like, Sometimes <laughs> Christina Aguilera wears tight pants and you're like, oh, I get it now. I get why we're doing this. <laughs> it's weird that you all are here. I don't love this. <laughs> This, this shouldn't be a, a group. This isn't a team sport. This is not a group activity. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a weird, it's a weird phase in everyone's life where they're like, yeah, we're just going to all get together and watch the thing that's going to give us boners. And then we'll just feel weird about being around other people for the rest of the night. Thanks. That, that must be a dude thing. Cause <laughs> well, it would be weird if all you and all your girlfriends got boners too, honey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm I just mean, saying, I know a lot of you girls watch Jonathan Taylor Thomas movies. I loved JTT. Yeah. Um, totally had posters of him up in my my room. You still do a little bit. It's weird. No, I don't. Yeah. We Modern share Jonathan him. Taylor Thomas. Who knows what he looks like anymore? <laughs> I know he's kind of disappeared from the limelight. Uh, well, you know when you peak that hard. <laughs> well, I mean, if you have, if you make that much money by the time, well, I I hope he still has a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, with one goofy ass haircut, he threw so many girls into puberty. Yep. Just the collective sound of them hitting that age. <laughs> still be heard in space. Yep. <laughs> That's how uh, a- ancient aliens will detect like Earth's trajectory through the cosmos or future aliens. They'll be like, oh, we hit the JTT belt. Oh, now we got young Bieber. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad and I missed that And here's a Timothy ding dong is uh, <laughs> Shamalay. Nope. Now and he then made we it. were all a little confused by Zendaya, but we were on board. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's fantastic. <laughs> um, I think it's Zendaya, isn't it? I don't know, hun. We don't watch music videos anymore, so yeah, we're not going to know how to pronounce <laughs> young celebrities' she... names. Okay. Um. I went and saw Uncharted with Tom Holland in it, and I enjoyed that. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> we want to talk about the thing we're actually going to do for the movie. Yeah, so we are watching 2020's The Wave, yeah. uh, starring Justin Long. Let me pop that bad boy cover. Well, good, because I don't have it. On the screen for our viewers at home. And that are watching for free, so she can actually the YouTube channel. <laughs> oh look, here's the cover. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, it looks like we've got uh, Justin Long front and center. Uh, he kind of has like a rotoscoping effect to him. He looks a little bit painted. Um, he's in a business suit that doesn't quite fit uh, in his hands. What's in his hands? It looks like a vase. Uh, a vial of some kind. Okay. And it, it looks almost like a, I'd almost look like a tincture bottle. You can make that bigger, honey. You know what, hon? <laughs> you want to dictate how I do these things? Oh, no, I'm making it smaller. Why is it making everything smaller? Because you didn't download it, and now you're just looking at it on IMDb's oh, no. webpage. <laughs> so, so use your theater of the mind of this shit, hon. <laughs> well, I was hoping I'd get to see all the little people's faces. Uh, wow, the little people. You mean Hollywood actors? They're little people on the cover. So Justin's front and center, and then behind him is kind of what looks to be sort of a landscape situation. And then up higher uh, is blues and pinks and uh, purples. It looks very galaxy colored. Um, and there are a bunch of different people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and maybe eight. Uh, all just kind of randomly staring off into the distance. Is that um, the guy it's, from Scrubs? Yeah, it's totally Donald Faison. Okay. I think he's on this cover twice. I think actually it's Justin Long on this this left. I don't, you can't see my mouse, can you? Nope. Okay. Left, I think, is Justin Long, and then right is Donald Faison, like they're talking to each other. Okay. And he's also got Donald Faison off of his shoulder, it looks like, too. N yeah. Yeah, so it's Turk from Scrubs is who you're yeah. talking about. Um, and I can't make out anybody else on this cover. Uh, I can. Tell me. The person I care the most about is I can make out on this cover. Uh, Tommy Flanahan. Okay, tell me more He's about him. In every movie that features Irish people and gangsters, they have Tommy Flanahan in it. <laughs> Since like 1992, Tommy Flanahan has been, if you're like, we're doing a gangster movie and we need an Irish guy. You cast Tommy <laughs> because he's that guy that always has like a he has a facial scar and it's a real scar that he got oh, from something. Yeah, I yeah. know who you're talking about. He was in Sons of Anarchy. He's again, every movie that you're like, we need an Irish gangster. They're like, say no more. Tommy is on. like, I think if you say Irish gangster three times, Tommy Flanahan appears in your house. <laughs> um. Sorry, you know Mike. how there's like those guys that were like, for some reason in the 90s or the 2000s, anytime you wanted an Italian gangster, you got these like three fat Italian guys that are the <laughs> same character in every movie. That's Tommy Flanahan for Irish people. <laughs> it's like it, it's like Peter. He's the Peter Dinklage of Irish people. OK, um, I just like saying Tommy Flanahan, Irish gangster. He's the little person of Irish people. <laughs> Um, so Justin Long's uh, center person uh, image is also kind of got like a weird halo going on. Mm -hmm. um, it almost makes me think that whatever is in the tincture, 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 sound it out, is going to make him go into like some weird mental realm and the wave are, is 
referring to his brain waves. That'd be kind of cool. What or you, maybe what, riding the wave. Like a drug kind of situation? Yeah. I w- are we getting into hypothesis territory? Well, I f- do you see any sort of like tagline or anything you want? There's not a tagline that I see. The only thing I notice is that uh, uh, off of his elbows, there's a uh-huh. person standing. It looks like a w- woman in a dress on the his left and uh, a person in a chair almost doing like that THX thing where they sat in a chair and then like blew them backwards uh-huh. at the sound. <laughs> He's in a chair, but they're in the desert. That's the oh. only thing, other thing I noticed. Okay. Um, oh, Kevin. Unpopular. <laughs> I told you to put your phone on silent. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Vibrate uh, is not silent. <laughs> it's close enough. Um, so my my theory is I get, it's like a drug or, or something. He takes some sort of chemical. Uh huh. Some sort of science. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to get an alternate reality parallel dimensions movie. Like That's it lets him see between dimensions. Oh. Or like maybe he can see the wave that like it dips in one reality and comes up out of another. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, for the audience folks at home, I just had any excuse to do a hand motion. <laughs> um, I was like, in case anybody forgets what a wave is, you can see it. <laughs> um, up. Up in the center there, it looks like almost a car garage, um, underground car garage. And and maybe it's just because I can't see this cover very well, but it almost looks like somebody's facing away and doing like a shooting a gun pose. Yeah. Do you see that or is that just me? I mean, I can't tell if they're shooting a gun or if they're just standing in a doorway. Okay. So... Um. Um, so, it is just one of those things where it's like this tells you what kind of person you are. You're a more paranoid person because you assume <laughs> it's you like assume a Rorschach everything's going to be a gun. And I'm just like, well, maybe it's just wanting to check their parking job. I don't know. <laughs> Taking a picture of what parking spot they, they went in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like the Rorschach test of of movie covers. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it's definitely going to be a mind trip type of movie. I hope against hope that it's not going to be some freaking time travel movie. You know how those just oh god they make me. You if could probably you make close me the cover. Have to look at a like a notebook that I've sketched to, to like track your movie. I hate you. <laughs> It's it's a movie. I should not be doing homework during it. Okay, <laughs> we already do I, homework. I don't, I don't hate time travel movies as, as like a rule. I just hate time travel movies that make me have to like get out uh, uh, like a t- a tack board and string to figure out your goddamn plot. <laughs> okay, Looper, no problem. Loved it. So okay, good. fine. But if you make me have to be like, oh, I don't know, maybe this happened in an alternate Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then like the l- timeline collapsed on itself. So I'm like, no, I don't want to watch your movie anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm not I, saying I'm a dumb movie watcher. I'm just saying that's not why I watch movies. <laughs> it's called escapism yeah, for also, a reason. <laughs> like, don't do not do that with your books. I think you're a dick if you're like, I'm going to take all the chapters. I got it. This book laid out 20 chapters and I'm going to mix up the order and the audience is going to have to figure it out. I'm like, Fuck you, man. I ain't got time for your horse shit. 
<laughs> Although it would be kind of, no, that would just be a lot of work. No, I don't like it because uh, I, as a bigger dude, mm-hmm. um, anytime I smell something that I don't know what it is, I immediately think it's a stroke. <laughs> if I can't tell the source of it, I'm like, oh God, everyone else in this room, you smell tacos, right? I can't be the only one smelling tacos in this room. <laughs> Somebody's um, like, I just farted. <laughs> yeah. So when I, uh, thank God, thank God. <laughs> I'm like, own it, because that way I don't think it's a stroke, okay? <laughs> but, like, if you start doing that with books or movies, like, I, and I come in and I'm like, oh, no, did I? Oh, God. Oh, God. Did anybody, <laughs> is anyone else confused? Can I look at your notes? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't, I'm confused. I'm like, oh, thank God. But and if they're like, no, I get it. I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm, I'm having a stroke. Cool. Thank you, movie, <laughs> for making me doubt myself. So your predictions are it's going to be some sort of drug that throws him in and out of alternate universes. Yeah, bounces him in and, in and out. I think he's going to be a down on his luck, uh, like entry level business person that has to be at like the customer service desk. He's like a tele. What are those things called? Uh, telemarketer and he just wants to escape his world and so he goes to this underground party and uh there's a i think it's gonna be like what is it teen witch (laughs) where he you probably don't know that movie you were never a teenage girl um where he goes and this uh this older lady like pulls him to the side and says I have what you're looking for and she takes him in the back room and offers him this tincture and says this will this will change your life and the whole thing is just him tripping into an alternate universe and then he comes back to himself and he's like I'm still me (laughs) that's that's how drugs work Brie somebody takes you in the room says this is going to change your life and then you just end up doing coke with a weird guy. I know, but okay. Well, I don't know. Obviously, I don't it's weird that that teen witch has a suspiciously similar plot to Requiem for a Dream. I haven't seen Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Did Teen Witch end with somebody going ass to ass while rich people watched? No, uh-uh. no. That makes me very uncomfortable. Um. But anyways, actually, Teen Witch wasn't the tincture one. It was um, Love Potion number nine with Sandra Bullock. Those were scientists, man. Yeah. So scientists and drug dealers are the same in most movie universes. It seems. <laughs> I'm just saying. Scientists I, like the only difference is we wear a lab coat when you give you free drugs at a rave. <laughs> I think that... Although he's going to travel to alternate universes, ultimately it's not going to have any sort of impact on the final scene. You think he's going to snap back to reality and it all have been in his head? Yeah. I would be so mad. I know. That's the like, it all was in an autistic kid's snow globe. Yeah. a movie. (laughs) St. Elsewhere, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Mark Harmon was in that series. Not a marker of quality. <laughs> I'm just sharing. <laughs> I just you can name casts and it doesn't help the the situation. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on this on this movie? We're gonna get alternate dimensions. I'm either gonna love this or hate this. This is gonna be either oh, yeah. 100% on board or 0%. Why would you do this to me? Yeah. 
First of all, I love the color of the Also, cover. I love that your eye makeup matches the cover. It does. I didn't even notice that. I didn't I, do it on purpose. I, and another movie of purple and pink. Yeah. I mean, that's been very common for us. Maybe the it's tw- just because we're 20, drawn. Like 2019 to 2021s have been very purple, pink heavy. Yeah. Purple, pink, a very vibrant, um, hearty Isn't colors. it the bisexual flag? It's just they're just yeah. trying to buy up America with these movie covers. They're I'm just fine putting with it that. Out there. Let's do it. <laughs> You're like that's <laughs> the agenda of movie posters. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a marketing budget. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll rein it. We'll we'll get all those people. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I, I'm excited about this movie tentatively. Let's yeah, just put it that if, way. I want a scene where Tommy Flanahan does not have an Irish accent. Oh, but he does it so well. Actually, I'm trying to think of any movies I've seen him in where he really talks and not not getting a lot. I don't I I mean, it's not like you have his whole filmography. I'm sorry. Downloaded into your brain. Uh, He was in Sin City. I I actually preferred um, the spirit to Sin City. I think he was in that too. Now I'm gonna have to Google to goddamn it, woman. I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. He was in Sons of Anarchy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Gladiator, Braveheart. It's funny because he's Scottish. <laughs> <gasps> hey, he's in that one movie that I wanted to watch for by its cover. Now we're gonna have to the Intergalactic Adventures of Max Cloud. Okay, boy, boy gets in movies. So. Spoiler alert. Guess we're doing that movie next. (laughs) That was my other option last time when you chose something really bad instead. (laughs) Wow. A little little hurtful. I thought I did. I thought I did pretty good, but. With uh, 10 minutes to midnight. That was a Uh, me choice. All right. That was not a me choice. All right. Let's go watch a movie that is definitely also your choice. Uh, Let's go watch a movie. Welcome back. Hi. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Ooh, that was a that was a intense welcome back. Well, because I wasn't sure if you were going to say it or if I was going to say it. We should have talked about that. We we, we were very confident on the "Are you ready to record?" and uh, we had none of the pregame. Nope, worked out. <laughs> oh man, that was a good job calling an audible there, Bree. Thanks, I try. (laughs) Okay, so we're back. We watched The Wave. Well, I watched The Wave. (laughs) You watched The Wave. Uh, I survived COVID through The Wave. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Um, So this pod is going to be split into two segments. Bree's going to describe to you what she saw and what objectively happened during the movie, the wave. (laughs) And I'm going to provide you more of a Lynchian nightmare of what the wave was as I crested fever dreams throughout it. Okay. So the wave is a movie uh, starring Justin Long, which we talked about in the intro uh, as Frank who, okay. So this movie is set in modern times. However, 
did you get a very like 1970s feel with the like costuming and the homes and I think it was intentionally I mean because they talk about 4K TVs and stuff so it's very right. still modern uh, I think you could definitely argue that this movie went for a um, anachronistic interpretation of time where like doesn't like things are out of place time wise okay um, yeah. I think that totally would be a, a fair assumption I don't know whether there was just like they're like it, this could also distract me it's kind of one of those movies that was like made for a certain group um, I know this sounds weird so like in comedy uh, you can have sometimes like a New York comic that will be going and it'll be doing a bit about subways and you're like it'll just murder with New Yorkers because they know it and then I'm like yeah go to any other town like any other major city that doesn't have subways or any other like state that doesn't have that like come to Indianapolis and people would be like I'm like are these executive people that they're like making yeah. fun of in this and like that type they're really dri- dialing in right. that type and so it's like lost on you a little bit yeah it definitely it felt um almost slightly uncomfortable the the disconnect between the um, set and the pieces and versus the technology available. Like it reminds the- me a bit of Archer. Oh, where, okay. Like, yeah. You know, they'll have people that are like still using MS DOS style computers, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like hovercrafts, you know, and seventies, yeah. or is this yeah. supposed to be, this is an office in 2010 that looks like shit. Um, <laughs> So, um, Frank, played by Justin Long, mm-hmm. is uh, an ex- is a lawyer uh, for an insurance company, and he works with uh, Donald Faison, uh, whose character's name was Jeff, and um, Frank is, has been working for the insurance company for six years. Uh, he's um, about to go the next day he has a big meeting with the higher ups that he's saved them four million dollars because of some deep dive on on one of the dead clients um yeah. like social media and stuff uh, a a uh, f- firefighter who died uh in the line of duty it sounded like he, I thought or he died was, in some way that was going to still result in an insurance paid out payout he had a heart attack y- yes and, yeah but it, it was something that was involved in a way that they're like, yeah, but he had a pre-existing condition. Yeah. And that's what that's yeah. what Justin Long's character, Frank, found was yeah. the pre-existing condition. And so he could get out so the, the insurance oh. company could get out of paying that four million dollars. Right. He, he, he had a pre-existing condition, or at least the doctor prescribed him medicine, but he stopped taking it because the medicine wouldn't allow him to still stay a firefighter. Right. Yeah. So. Which you find out towards the end of the movie, but honestly, okay, it doesn't so, matter. You, you find out he's a, he's a shithead. So here's the deal: you guys know how I feel about timey wimey movies, and this definitely was a timey wimey movie. Yeah. But even further than that, it was a drug induced timey wimey movie, and drug and drug stuff doesn't I, I don't connect with it and so for me I, this is one of those movies that had it not been for by its cover I probably would have shut it off within the first <laughs> few minutes and that's not to say that once I watched the full movie it wasn't a good movie but 
it's also very much not my type of movie that I would normally watch. You have a hard time getting on board with the bad decision that kicks off the movie because you're like, no, I would never do drugs that were just some random guy at a party gave me. Yeah, so the... the and he's not even a bad guy. I mean, he's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. Yeah, we're um, really working Wreck-It Ralph in this podcast <laughs> series. Um, um, the character's name is Aeolus, and he is played by Tommy Flanagan, who you guys, I, I'm sure everybody would recognize him. He's somebody that you always see as... He's uh, my Irish dude that's actually Scottish. It's got face scars and he always plays an Irish dude with yes. face scars. Yes. Yeah. And he so, is who you go to if you need face scars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he he's the drug dealer um, that gives. Uh, so Frank is very wow. much like type A personality. He's got. This has to tell you how out of it I was with COVID that. When I saw him, one, did not put together that was Tommy Flanagan. <laughs> Two, resisted the urge to shout out, that's fucking Tommy Flanagan. He's the Irish guy that you see with face scars. Yeah, you did were... Not, wow, I was You not, were very out of it. I was not in a good place. So, Frank... You should have probably done something. Frank is invited to this party with... Uh, Jeff and he said no I gotta go home to my wife um, she, she he makes it sound like he actually has a good marriage yeah so he gets home and they are boring they're like milk toast and, and she's mean she's, yeah she's mean but he's not super nice to her either no, they're materialistic a very material both of them are very material materialistic so uh, she says hey I need the gold card tomorrow to buy a dress for a wedding and he go, and then they go through this list of you can't do this card because I had to use this card to pay the mortgage to pay this, and it's just like a robbing Peter to pay Paul conversation. Yeah. And and she goes, well, you didn't have to get the 4K TV that we're watching right now. And so it would, I mean, it was very much like you've got this guy that's a lawyer. I assume his wife does something too. So they're both, they both have income. And they're living above their means. And um, so they have this conversation and then the wife goes to bed and it's 930 and Frank's just sitting there and like, is this it? This is what my life is going to be. And so he decides to go out with Jeff. And I don't think he tells his wife because she calls him a lot that night. No, because he said she was going out. He said he was going out to work. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> work late because he had a big day tomorrow. So he goes with Jeff to this bar. They meet two girls and then they go to a house party, which is what Jeff says. Hey, you go to the bar and then you get invited to the fun places. Right. And so um, Jeff and and Frank and then these two girls, Natalie and Teresa, go to this party where uh, Jeff or Frank is kind of like vibing with uh, Teresa in a weird antagonistic vibe, you yeah. know, like they're fighting over the the moral center of what Jeff or what Frank does for a living. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he gives her kind of like the, the stock consumer capitalist answer. Uh-huh. You know, don't do these things because uh, I'm not I'm not the bad guy. I am 
giving people consequences for their actions of not paying things. And he gives examples, which of course are all things that he's guilty of. Yes. He fails to recognize that he has a certain amount of privilege in that situation that he just hasn't had a bad thing happen to him yet. Right. To cause the problem. She questions him on that and actually says like, I don't think you believe that. And if you did, I think I would be, I would hit you. Yeah. And, uh, so it's they kind have of this antagonistic relationship, but there's supposed <clears throat> to be like some chemistry and um, they go to this party and Aeolus gives them this drug from a tiny baby, baby spoon uh, that's got a devil on the end of it. And in order for Teresa and Frank to take the drug, one of them has to put it on the tip of their tongue and then they have to kiss with the tips of their tongues and then they both have the drug. Wow. Yeah. Was missing that. <laughs> Which, by the way, is totally like a plot line from Farscape um, between John and Aaron. And I was like, wait a second. I want to know if this guy wrote or did anything like the creator did anything for Farscape because that was yeah. totally a whole episode of Farscape. Uh, which, by the way, listeners, if you have not watched the sci fi original series Farscape, uh, you should. It's so amazing. <laughs> hey, listeners, as the 50% of the hosts on this show that have not watched Farscape, you don't have to. Turns you out you, you can live a perfectly great life. <laughs> uh, great TV series. Uh, way better than this movie. Um, <laughs> so the, the drug, like they take it and everything that happens after that is Justin Long dealing with the consequences of taking this drug, which you find out is timey-wimey, messed up. He slams a clock and it shoots him back or forth in time. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's how I imagine um, like a, a, a jigsaw memento would be. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, like it's not it's not going backwards. It's yeah. hopping back and forth and you think that all these bad things are happening to him and then it turns out that the he's doing the bad things but in the future but in the past. And so that's when I was very frustrated. Yeah, uh you almost broke out some string. And uh, <laughs> trying to organize the the time of events, you almost tried to create a timeline. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, as a, a person that was probably a, a little more out of it than you, I was probably in a little bit more altered state. I was like, "This is some weird shit." Cool. All right, we're watching <laughs> some weird shit. I don't have to care about how this comes together. This is uh, interesting. All right. Um, but yeah, this movie is uh, it's like a Rube Goldberg machine. Oh it yeah. Turns out that it's just. Every start of the machine is just Justin Long in a different plot or different part of the plot causing mm -hmm. the problem earlier or trying to solve the problem earlier, Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I will say I kind of find it more interesting if it was somebody besides Justin Long doing it. Um, <laughs> I, and it's weird because I was a, I'm, I'll say I was a Justin Long fan. Um, I just I don't he doesn't have the energy that I would want to see in this. Like, I, I, I want to see a little bit more manic person. I don't think mm -hmm. Justin does manic very well. Um, give me like a Ryan Reynolds or like a Jesse Eisenberg. Mm. I think yeah. that could be interesting. Um, and also, Justin Long can't do douchey. He can't do smarmy. He just, he's almost too innocent looking for that. Or it's not even innocent. He just it's, seems nice. He does. He seems like he, he a seems nice. 
And like, I, I can't, I can't, uh, like, it's not, I don't get henpecked from him or like mm-hmm. where he feels like he's bullied into these situations. Yeah. Um, I think they legitimately wanted to set him up as a douche. And I just don't think he has, at least as he's portrayed, doesn't have that in him. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds can do douche. Um, yeah. You know, like for what this really is, is this is uh, it's a wonderful life in a Christmas carol getting mashed together is what they like. Cause it's, it's him finding out that he has a terrible life and needing to atone for it. Mm-hmm. But then like also seeing all the instances where like he influences things. Yeah. Except we get to the end and do we spoil the end? No. Okay. It, it's, it's, I it's did. A, okay. So it's I a saw- millennial version of it's a wonderful life because the message in it's a wonderful life is don't kill yourself. You can make your life better. And this one's more like, Hey, maybe you should kill yourself. Cause it's the only way to balance the cosmic scales. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a terrible message, right? It's like, Hey, sometimes suicide probably is good. Like to be, it's so I think, much a millennial thing like kill yourself and do weird drugs <laughs> what's the worst that can happen <laughs> have you tried life existing is- it's a nightmare get out there <laughs> so um i don't i did see part of the twist coming but not the full twist um oh, and I so i didn't see any of it coming because i had no way to recall things <laughs> <laughs> your brain was not got there. to the end and i was just like holy shit I do oh. have to say they whatever did- happened before that <laughs> when the movie start it doesn't matter <laughs> um, they had some amazing visual effects in this uh, there was some great um, sky star scenes that I was just like oh I would lay under that that looks beautiful yeah and um, when they did do the time shift I thought that that wave that they portrayed uh, was done quite well mm-hmm. Um I I'm not sure if I have a lot to say about this movie cuz I mean we could go back and forth about the timelines and stuff but honestly uh, in believe it or not I am going to recommend this movie. Also like some of that time stuff not that interesting. Right. Like the, it, it's like it's cool that it syncs up. Yeah. Like when you watch it or you listen to it like it syncs up but I'm also like it's not I mean, like, visually, it's not necessarily interesting. It's not like they go to a crazy location and this thing happens or like, you're just like, oh, like, it's just in some ways a tightly written movie, but not like a tightly. The concept. Like, I don't know how to like the. the, And sometimes in movies like this, like the the sum is greater than the parts that made it up. Yes. And this one's not. There's no like there's no parts that are interesting enough, but the sum is good, you know, or I think I got that that analogy backwards, but it's just like there's no parts in this that I'm like, yep, you need to like this is a cool, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then again, that's also a victim of I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um well, as somebody that does remember, sorry, my voice just gave out for some reason, um, that does remember watching this movie and has a hard time with timey-wimey movies, I would actually recommend this movie. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not the hardest to follow that we've watched. Yeah. Um, there is no, this also is a weird one because a lot of time travel movies or those types of movies deal with some amount of like conscious 
thought around like the ethical or moral implications. Mm -hmm. And this one doesn't. It never like is like, oh, what he's doing is necessarily bad. They paint it very much as what he's doing is setting things right. Yes. And which I thought was interesting to me because usually a time travel, when we like think of butterfly effect, it's basically like, hey, shitty trauma happens. You learn to adjust to shitty trauma. Trying to like make it never happen is going to be problems. This one instead is like, nope. This is all about problems with strange drugs and potentially cosmic suicide. (laughs) It's all about harmony and balance. It's the universe trying to to self-correct is essentially what the the whole. I would be curious because I also wonder if you like dug into this. If somebody was like, I wrote this with a very Buddhist mindset. Or something like that. You know, there's some like new agey bullshit theory that they were like trying to justify. Damn, babe, with this movie. Tell us how you feel. No, just I, like, come on. You don't have to write a movie about it. All right. Also, could you have fought a dinosaur at some point? Yeah, that you would know? be fun. Also, if he's correcting the cosmic problems of his past, go back and unmake Tusk. The Oh, God. Oh, don't even get me started on that movie. That was so bad. Yep. Oh, Anyways, really bad. Do you recommend it? I. I don't. I don't know if I can say. Do you? <laughs> do you think it? Do you? I think feel. You're a- I feel a recommendation. I don't remember <laughs> or like enough to recommend, but I feel it in my cores. <laughs> um, I bet you were snacking on Alka Seltzer for the snack. Alka Seltzer and ginger ale and. Uh, and uh, popsicles is what I ended up snacking on during this. Um, and then at some point, I probably just looked at you and was like, can we snort Mucinex? Did that do anything? <laughs> right, we did ply you with a lot of um, over the, yeah. uh, not even yeah. over the counter meds, but just meds. <laughs> no, yeah, we, man, I, uh, I mixed uppers with downers on that one. Uh, <laughs> by that I mean I had Dayquil and Nyquil at the same time. That's my call that a little uh, little Midwest speedball. Uh, that's, that's your drug of choice. That's my COVID speedball is uh, Dayquil and Nyquil. So together. what you're saying is you would not take a spoonful of something from the end of a Satan stick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I probably would. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> You, uh, here's the thing. I don't think I would willingly take drugs, but you could trick me into taking drugs pretty easily. Like I, <laughs> I imagine. I don't want to like put this out in the universe, but I am probably very roofiable now that I think about it. <laughs> I give a lot of opportunity. Like if he, if that guy would have been like, "Hey, do you want to do some drugs off this spoon?" I'd have been like, "No, I don't want to." But if he'd been like, "Hey, man, I got some like new peanut butter. Do you want to try it?" I'd be like. <laughs> fuck yeah, peanut butter. And then I'd end up dosed. <laughs> or like, hey, we just made a batch of cookies. You want some? Oh, yeah. Here, <laughs> do you want to lick the bowl? And I'd be like, hell yeah. Dude, that's how I got messed up on edibles one time because I was like, I think I know brownies better than you. All right? <laughs> and then I died. <laughs> you, you didn't actually die because you're here now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> For all I know, this is me still tripping on them. <laughs> And for anybody that's listening outside of Washington State, it's legal in Washington State. <laughs> also, you fucking squares. <laughs> um, okay, how would, would you do anything to change this uh, cover? Gosh, I don't know. I You're feel like, like I don't yes. even remember the cover. <laughs> yeah, I think I would because that scene, it, like the the scene, is him sitting 
on the cow or on that chair that doesn't at least from what I remember of this movie isn't a huge point no. like so I think I would actually do a couple of the scenes with that reverberating effect in the movie to show that it's going to be like following him in different scenes oh interesting like him uh, sitting in that chair and then like the car accident and then like divvy it in, in segments do like a, a almost like a Russian triptych type thing okay Okay. Or a triptych. I think a Russian triptych is a music thing. But a triptych, like comic books do, where they have one character going through a scene. Yeah. Anyway, that's cool. What about you? Okay. So what I would do is I'd keep the center um, photo. So it's him, and he's sitting, and he's got the the bottle that the, the drug comes in with the little Satan spoon. And then all around it, I would have... Um, the same coloring and stuff because I'm a huge fan of that like hot pink and blue coloring Heck yeah. um, I would do uh, the scenes of all the clocks being smashed but just the clock like the clock faces because there were a lot of different clock uh, options in there okay. it, was, it was like a cell phone it was like a little uh, alarm clock it was like a cuckoo clock um, and I just think it'd be cool to have all that time around uh, around him because that really was a major plot point. But seeing that wouldn't give it away. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, I think this one, it uh, also this movie, I'm going to say wasn't psychedelic enough. That also right. might be because I was matching uh, <laughs> frequencies. No, I, I, it was interesting because I, I watched in the film, I thought it was going to be very like trippy or surreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this would be a, it's a weird one to say. If I were introducing someone into like a psychedelic or a head trip movie, this mm-hmm. might be where I would start with them. Okay. You know, before I got you into like a convergence or a... Um, triangle or something like that where I'm like yeah these these ones are going to cause some thinky pains or even Do like you, a, uh, a what's the one with uh, oh what's his name Lonely Island Andy Samberg oh Palm Springs Palm Springs yeah even before I like showed somebody Palm Springs like this and Groundhog's Day might be like how I like get you into kind of that trippy I you, movie I think you mean coherence not coherence convert- convergence yeah. whatever yeah I don't. I don't remember. Why do we? Like, how, stuff we do on the show. Okay. How do we trip into timey wimey movies so much? Is that really such a like a I think genre? It's like movies with uh, movies with hatchets on the cover, where it's like it might just be bad movies. Stick those on the cover. <laughs> you know, we haven't watched a hatchet type movie recently. I'm trying to think what was the last movie we watched that had a hatchet on the cover. It doesn't, I, I mean, it doesn't really it. matter. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm like, I think we did because I think I made a comment. On, but anyways, yeah, I, I wonder if it's just these kinds of movies because it's like, how else do you, how else do you let somebody know this is going to be a weird movie unless you do make a weird cover for it? Like, right. You have to make a visually interesting cover because how else do you d- describe this movie? Like, how else do you visually communicate it to him? Was it Smiley Face Killers? Oh, God, it might have been. That was awful. Yeah, I blame you so much for that one. I, you know what? Looking through, because I scrolled real quick to see if I could figure out which episode it was. Uh, I, I kind of want to rewatch Werewolves Within. 
That might also been our last hatchet movie. Yeah, but I'm not sure if it was on the cover. I'm pretty sure he has two axes in his hands. Oh, yeah. Maybe we talked about that. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so Bree, this got a recommendation for you. It got a a feels recommendation from me. (laughs) We talked about what changed the cover for the cover. Do we have anything? Bree, where can we find you on the interweb? Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at By Its Cover Pod. Yes, there are two hatchets on the Werewolves Within cover. So that was our most recent one. Um, By Its Cover Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on YouTube and Facebook, By Its Cover Podcast. And why do I feel like I'm missing one? I don't know. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you? You can find me at KevinEggleston.com as well as from Twitter to TikTok to Instagram at Kevin underscore egg. That's Kevin underscore E-G-G. Um, gosh, E.G. Willikers, folks, thanks for sticking around for another episode. Also, remember, if you're ever curious what to do at a house party, try the spoon drugs. No. <laughs> No, do not take drugs from people hey. you don't know or, you know, just drugs in general, unless they're legal. I'm just saying, folks, you could end up on an episode of By Its Cover. <laughs> That's This isn't a true crime podcast, babe. Oh, yeah. You're telling me this wasn't a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in your um, COVID-fueled haze it was. Yeah, but it by the real. way, uh, we were isolating, and I have absolutely no idea where we got COVID from. We're both fully vaccinated and boosted, and I'm so glad we were because I couldn't imagine what this was like going through it and not having that that protection. Yeah. It's really actually a good point. If you haven't been vaccinated, do it. Uh, Because, man, uh, if I survived COVID, that's really uh, a bonus (laughs) for the vaccines, right? Like, I'm like made of comorbidities. Like, this was really a canary in the coal mine moment, and vaccines got me through it. All right. So, uh, thank you to everybody that's gotten vaccinated that's treating humanity we don't have to thank them Uh, for vaccinating in the end of our podcast i you know what i want to let you know you're appreciated yeah and Um, if you're not vaccinated uh, i hope you saved all that money on free vaccinations and you went and you bought a second phone to listen to this on another thing and boost our (laughs) listener count all right you guys thank you so much for listening and have an excellent day Have fun.